Hi, I'm PJ and welcome to House Daily. Hope you're uh, doing well. Hope uh, you and your household are healthy and um, getting to um, settle and enjoy life at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm personally quite enjoying um, a, a slower pace of life at the moment. I find it quite refreshing in a way. Hannah, my wife and I were, were chatting the other day and we were saying actually it's going to be some ways quite hard to go back to the normal pace of life. Um, and that's actually probably not healthy, probably not what we want. What, one, just the, the physical activity. We used to walk uh, everywhere and basically try and use the car as little as possible. And that's just going to first be tiring because we've not done that in a, in a long time. But also just the amount of social interaction that we normally have, the, the number of meetings and different things crowning in the day, different appointments, whatever. Even they're good, actually. It was a, in reality, in reflection, it was a lot. Um, and actually, I long and hope that we can keep a slightly slower pace of life, but obviously still so longing to be able to see and interact with people more and, and do those sort of things. But actually, f- for me, I found this time really refreshing of actually knowing, actually seeing, actually this slower pace is a good pace. Um, it's a really healthy pace. And so to, to long and keep that. And hopefully you're taking the time over this season to reflect and, and think about those sort of things of actually what's God teaching you, what what things are you you longing for, what is he making you aware of maybe in your life before or even now that actually you're wanting to take roots to, to flourish, what things we need to get rid of, prune, those sort of things. So I just encourage you to take that time to think about it. Um, but today we're going through the book of Hebrews still and we're kind of coming to the end of this amazing letter um, where the author is just elevating Jesus, who he is, over the angels, over Moses, over the priests, over um, the old covenant and I've seen Jesus for who he is as, as the one way, the one person we need to look to in all these things. And he's kind of ran that off a bit in our passage today. So if you've got your Bible, we're in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 to 29, where it says this, You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom and a storm, to a trumpet blast or to a t- such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I'm trembling with fear, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn. Those names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If you did not escape when they refused him, who warned them on earth? How much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate that the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken remains. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God acceptable and with reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. 
What a, a great passage. And I've said it before, the author of Hebrews loves a contrast, loves to be able to contrast different things. And, and, and here we, we've got it again. Uh, today it's, it's two mountains, Mount Sinai, the old mountain, the old covenant, and Mount Zion, the new mountain, the heavenly mountain. And he it plays this contrast between the two and what they're like of, of Mount Sinai, this old covenant, this physical mountain where all this stuff was happening compared to Mount Zion, this spiritual different mountain with, with thousands upon thousands of angels. The old mountain, Mount Sinai, which was limited physical here on this earth compared to the eternal everlasting mountain, Mount Zion. The, the fallen, flawed, weak Mount Zion compared to this unshakable Mount Zion. Two huge contrasts. And the author's really drawing together so much of what he's been speaking about throughout the book of actually where are you going to put your trust in, in these other things, in angels, in Moses, in priests, um, in the old covenants, old ways, or in Jesus? Which way? Um, and for us, there's so much other stuff we can put our, our trust and our faith in. But actually, the, the author is going, where is it going to go? In these, these weak, flawed, shakeable things, or what is completely unshakable? Are we going to put our trust in Jesus in the way there is this way, the new way that is Jesus? And so the real question is, how then? How do we do that? How then are we called to live this life? Uh, and he rounds off just recently saying, just don't refuse. He's that in verse 25. Don't refuse what Jesus says. Be obedient to him and what he's done. To have confidence that in what we're putting our trust and our hope in is unshakable, that it's not created, but it is God and who he is. That it, no matter what the world may throw at us, if we have our, our trust in Jesus, if, if our, our real home is on Mount Zion, then we will not be shaken by whatever the world has to throw at us. But also, actually, how we come to God with reverence in all. That's not a, a submissive position of going, God, you're you're not we're not worthy, but it's going just really honoring and understanding and placing and saying who Jesus is. It's being aware and understanding of who Jesus is and then who he calls us to be in relationship with him, which is this most amazing, close, intimate relationship, walking with him and doing this life with him. Throughout Hebrews, we see that actually Jesus is the word we need to listen to over the words of anyone else. He is the leader that we need to, to follow into all things, all situations. That he is, he is the way, that he's the priest, he's the one who's going to do what we need to be done to be able to be saved. But not only that, he is the one that has made it happen. He is the sacrifice and he is the new order, the new covenant, the new way to live. It is all in Jesus. And so there are these two mountains. And the question is, where are we going to stand? Where are we going to stand? And for us, where are we in Christian following Jesus in our whole life? Are we going to have that awe and reverence of letting Jesus be who he calls, who he is and let us stand where he calls us to be? Let me pray. God, thank you for, for you for the amazing thing you did, which maybe for us um, who've been Christian a long time is a bit normal, but actually is the most incredible 
universe-shattering thing. God, help us to fix our eyes on you, to walk in your way, in your path, to give you awe and reverence for who you are and to stand in the place you call us to stand in relationship with you. Fill us with your spirit today. Amen. Thanks so much for joining. Have a great day. Be safe. Be church. Keep washing your hands. Bye.